everything that the Lord has done, but it's always a sign of what's coming. What we have experienced is only a taste, it's only a portion of what God has in store. And in the kingdom of God, the best is always yet to come. And you think you've reached your apex, the highest heights of your walk with God, I, I, I beg to differ. You're only beginning. There's always more. He's always greater. He's always more powerful than Jesus. And I'm thankful for that tonight. And uh, I don't want to belabor and speak too long here. I feel something very strong in the Holy Ghost, but I do want to take a moment to say thank you to Pastor Sister Mabel and her family. They have been so kind and hospitable, and that's just who they are. That's not just something they do on occasion. They're wonderful people, and we feel very uh, thankful to have been able to connect with them. I'm glad my family could come and make the connection as well. We thank them for all their hospitality. It's so good to be with them, our family and friends of ours. We appreciate them, and I thank this church for such a tremendous response. Preaching without response doesn't produce a whole lot. the icy roads and walk through that to go through the motions tonight. Tonight, tonight we're going to take it to the adversary. I've come to play for keeps tonight. Oh. I want to say uh, I was told that there were one or two miracles that the Lord did Sunday. I know there were many. I want to make a suggestion to you. Given you a miracle, you need to write it down. You need to tell somebody, tell the pastor, tell the church leadership, text it, write it, whatever you want to do if you want to make it anonymous. But you need to share what the Lord is doing. Amen. Share it with your friends, your co workers, your brothers and sisters. And when you share your testimony, it spreads faith. Because there's other people here with similar situations as yours, and when they find out what God's done for you, it increases their faith. And he'll do it for you, maybe he'll do it for me. Amen. The more testimonies we get, it just seems like more miracles follow. Because where God gets glory, he'll just keep doing that same work. Amen. I pray that you'll help me tonight. Matthew chapter 17.
there came to him a certain man kneeling down to him and saying, Lord, have mercy on thy son, for he is lunatic and sore vexed. Oft times he falleth into the fire, oft into the water. And I brought him to thy disciples, and they could not cure him. And Jesus answered and said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him hither to me. Jesus rebuked the devil, and he departed out of him, and the child was cured from that very hour. Then came the disciples to Jesus apart and said, Why could we not cast him out? And Jesus said unto them, Because of your unbelief. For verily I say unto you, If ye have faith as a grain of mustard seed, ye shall say unto this mountain, Remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. Howbeit this kind goeth not out but by prayer and fasting. I'm going to read it to you, and then, well, for people like me, it's always easy to read from Ecclesiastes 1, verse 19. So you'll, maybe some folks will have a better understanding. The Bible says, Then the followers came to Jesus alone. And said, we tried to force the demon out of the boy, but we could not. Why are we not able to make the demon go out? Jesus answered, you were not able to make the demon go out because your faith is too small. Believe me when I tell you, if your faith is only as, as big as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there, it will move. You will be able to do anything, but that kind of spirit, everyone say that kind of spirit comes out only with prayer and fasting. I want to preach to you tonight from this subject, breaking forth into new dimensions. Breaking forth into new dimensions. I want us to lift our hands. I want us to lift our voices right now. And I want us to push in the Holy Ghost. Come on, if you're going to do anything tonight, let's start right now. Would you lift your voice in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I take dominion and authority over every spirit of hell that would oppose your will in this service in Jesus' name. We release the gifts of the Spirit and faith upon this congregation. This is a man that has heard of the miracles of Jesus, the power that he has, 
as well as his followers. And the disciples have done their best to cast the devil out, and nothing has happened. They've had no success. They come frustrated. And Jesus rebukes them for their lack of faith, and instantly he casts the devil out. Notice every time that Jesus prays, there are instant results. He never fails to have results. He rebukes them. They are frustrated at what has happened. They are frustrated at how the events have turned out. Now, a lot of people want to browbeat the disciples. They want to take them to task over what so many view as them taking on territory that was not their own. But you have to understand that they were exercising God-given authority. Jesus had commissioned 70 to go to preach the gospel of the kingdom, to cast out the devil, and to perform the miraculous. He commissions the 12 to go also out to preach the gospel of the kingdom, to cast out devils, and to perform miracles, signs, and wonders. And so when we find the disciples in this particular story, they have already done this. They have already seen blinded eyes open, not by the hands of Jesus, but by their own hands. God has performed miracles. They have cast out devils. They are now acquainted with an apostolic ministry, with a supernatural ministry. It has become quite natural to them. And so there has been a pattern of miracles. There has been a pattern of deliverance. You could even say a pattern of success. They have had results. And so their confusion becomes quite understandable for they have met an individual that the devil will not come out of him. Everyone they have prayed for, everyone, every devil that they have rebuked, it has left immediately. And now they have come in contact with a spirit that will not obey. Hallelujah. They have come in contact with a spirit that is resisting Amen. What they are attempting to do, it is not working as it has always worked before. And so here is the confusion. Here is the question. Why is this not working? Why is this not happening? Notice what the Lord said. The Lord did not question and did not rebuke them for their lack of power. It was for a lack of faith. Hallelujah. Understand, let's go back to Sunday. When you get the Holy Ghost, you get access to all the power. Can I get an amen? I'm going to preach tonight. When you speak with other tongues, you get all the power, not a portion of the power, not a down payment of the power. You don't get training wheels, Holy Ghost. You get all power. All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. The disciples have rights and authority and access to all the power. But Jesus said the problem is not the power. The power has never been the problem in Pentecost. It has always been a lacking in the dimension of faith. Honey, the power does not increase because he has all power. You don't get more power than all power. Come on, the problem, the issue has always been a lacking and a diminishing faith. 
faith because the Bible says repeatedly, oh ye of little faith. In other passages, Jesus says, I have not seen such great faith in all of Israel. So you can have weak faith, you can have mediocre faith, you can have great faith. James said, but she beloved, building up or rather increasing your most holy faith by praying in the Holy Ghost. You'll never have more power than what you have right now that you can do something about your level of faith. Come on, I've come to preach. You won't increase the power. You can increase the faith. And the faith changes how you operate in the power. The, your faith, your level of faith changes what you do with what God has given you. Your level of faith changes how you exercise what Jesus has invested in you. Don't settle down for a long winter snap. I'm not going to take long tonight. I feel something supernatural that needs to take place in this service right now. I want us to lift our voice all across this house. I have not come to preach to you so much as to speak what I feel in the Holy Ghost. Come on, if you're just going to listen, we're going to miss it. Come on right now. Right now, would you open your mouth? Would you open your spirit? I feel resistance already in this room. I want someone to rise up in the Holy Ghost right now. Come on. Come on. I believe tonight is a crucial moment for this church. Crucial in the Holy Ghost. In the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. They have access to all power. But Jesus says it's not the power, it's faith, it is lacking. If you have the correct amount of faith, there is nothing that can stop you. There is nothing that can restrain you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It is never the problem with the power. It is always the questions of will God do it? Would God respond to my prayer? What happens if I lay hands on them and nothing changes? See, that's not a question of power. It's a question of faith. Come on, somebody. Is God going to back me up or am I going to look like a fool in front of my employer? Come on. Is it going to happen? Is it, is it going to happen the way I have prayed that it would? The way I have believed that it would? It's a lack of faith. Come on. I'm telling you, we can change our level of faith tonight. No, faith is not a feeling. And for those trying to, to feel something, you're wasting your time. You don't have to feel anything to witness the greatest miracle you have ever seen in your life. It's not an emotion. Let me revisit Sunday. We spend far too much time in too many Pentecostal circles trying to conjure up an emotion with our singing and with certain times, certain types of messages and sermons. I'm telling you, we are failing ourselves. This is not an emotional work. Faith is not an emotion. It is a persuasion. Hear what I'm saying right now. I am persuaded and I am convinced there is not one thing in this room that is present that Jesus cannot handle. 
He's never failed yet, and he's not about to start on a cold Tuesday night. He has all power. I've got access to all power. It is our faith that directs the power. It is our faith, come on somebody, that channels the power. It is nothing to have all power and not be able to tap into it. It is our faith that allows us to make the connection to the power that's been here the entire time. Come on. There's many of us in this room right now. There are anointings. There are ministries. And I'm not necessarily referring to preaching. There are callings. There are things God would like to place upon us because we are all possessed with power but lacking in faith. We are full of power. Come on, somebody. I don't feel that powerful. It's not about the feeling, sir. Come on. You've got to be persuaded of what's on the inside of you. Either his word is true or it's a pack of lies. You have to make the choice. You've got to become convinced. Come on, I'm full of power. It's not about me. It's not about what I've done. It's not about my reputation or my ability. But it is the power that worketh in us. Come on, the power that worketh in us. Does anybody believe you've got that power? Ye shall, ye shall, ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Come on, do you believe you've got the power? Jesus reveals something. I don't want to get ahead of myself. He said, you understand, after he rebukes them with their lack of faith, he said, I want to reveal something to you, that this spirit is not the same kind of spirit you have dealt with before. This kind of spirit, if you're going to cast it out, it's coming out through prayer and fasting. Don't misunderstand what Jesus is saying. This is not a requirement for the devil possessed but for those that seek to cast the devil out. This kind of spirit will not move and will not be rebuked without prayer and fasting. Are we going to pray and fast until the devil comes out? Is this what Jesus was saying? I tell you tonight that it is prayer and fasting that increases faith in the power that you possess. He said, you don't have enough faith. But when you begin to pray in the Holy Ghost, when you begin to push back the plate, when you begin, come on, somebody. Come on, I don't have all night to elaborate on everything. But there is something that happens in the dimension of faith, in your personal level of faith, when you begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. That's why sometimes you've got to turn off your wordy prayers that never have impressed Jesus. And you've got to pray in the dimension of the Spirit. For that is a dimension where things begin to change. 
testimony. I'm preaching to you right now. I can't tell you how many times I've walked into a, a prayer room discouraged and frustrated about a situation that you begin to pray in the Holy Ghost and your perspective begins to change. How you feel begins to change what's happening. Your faith is increasing by praying in the Spirit. Come on, help me right now. Come on, I'm telling you, when you get in the Holy Ghost, your level of faith will begin to rise. You'll start to have confidence of things you didn't have confidence in before. Things you thought were impossible. Things you thought were hopeless. Things you thought could not change. Come on, somebody. You got to get out of your flesh and get in the spirit. That's where faith is increased. That's where faith is elevated. level of faith for what we need to happen. Let's be honest with ourselves. Oh, we've had great victory in Spokane. There's much, much more. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to wait for the rest of you to come to church tonight. We've seen a lot of results. We've seen victory. Look at this. Look what's across the street. If you think this is half of what God wants to do, you've lost your mind. I can't say it aggressively enough. If you think that this is a peak and pinnacle of all that God has intended for this region, you're out of your mind. Come on, somebody. You get comfortable here if you want to, but the rest of us are going to step in to what God has promised. I don't intend to sit around here. You can live in the good old days all you want to, but I want what God has right now. I want what God has tomorrow. I don't want your stories. You hear me? I don't want your stories of yesterday. I want it now. I said I want it today. Is there a young person? Is there a young man that wants it right now? Come on. Come on after the Holy Ghost. I want everything. I want everything. Not a piece, not a part, everything. Faith. Faith is weakened by life's circumstances. Faith is weakened by the passing of time when things don't change as quickly as you would like. Faith is sometimes dictated and spoken to depending on our emotions, depending on our moods, depending on the news that you didn't expect to receive. Faith ebbs and flows, but it's up to you and I where our level of faith is. Come on, I can't help what life brings. Am I preaching to real people? I, I can't help what may happen tomorrow, but I can do something about my level of faith. I refuse to let life dictate my level of faith. I refuse to let hell tell me where my faith can be. Oh, maybe I've already said it, but let me say it again. Hell couldn't care less that you came here tonight as long as you don't do anything, as long as your level of faith is right here. 
Come on, some of us have set the bar so low, it takes no effort whatsoever. Come on, I'm here tonight to raise a bar higher than it's ever been raised before. You've only begun to see what God has promised this region. Come on, you have no idea the capacity of revival. Unprecedented, unprecedented revival is right here, scratching at the door. Come on, come on. Somebody got to see it in the Holy Ghost. Don't just hear my words. Somebody has to see it. Somebody has to see it. Somebody has to see it. On the threshold of unprecedented revival. Somebody turn it on right now. Somebody turn it on right now. Somebody, somebody pray with a little authority just for a moment. I'm going to show you something right now. Go. You feel that faith? You feel that boldness come in this room? Come on, come on. Come on, I feel it starting to rise a little bit. Come on, that's it, just for about 30 seconds. Why don't you pray over whatever situation is looking you in the face right now in your life. Come on, whatever is resisting this church, whatever is resisting you, why don't you push back on it right now in the Holy Ghost. Come on, I feel faith rising. I feel faith rising. The power is already here. We're just getting access to it through faith. Yeah, yeah. Come on, I feel a shifting. I feel a shifting. Come on, that's it. Woo! Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's got a right to do that. You're waiting on the schedule. We're right where the Lord wants us. You have faith the size of a mustard seed. You can save this mountain. Be removed. We're resisting a mountain right now. There's a mountain in the way that God's interested in moving.
Hallelujah. I want you to stay with me. I don't want you to lose this. It's going gonna, it's gonna to remain here. I want you to stay open to what's happening right now. Faith. Faith is powerful. Having power and having faith are two different things. An engine can be as powerful as you want it to be, but without the steam, there's nowhere to go. You're not accessing the power that the engine possesses. And without faith, it doesn't matter if you have the power. Faith is what you need to make it. Faith is what gets us moving in the direction. Faith allows us to access and wield the power that God has given us to possess. Jesus. Have you felt faith increase in here since we've been praying? That's what happens when people get in the Holy Ghost. Praying in the Holy Ghost clears all the cobwebs out of your brain. All of the lies the devil has spoken into your mind. All the junk you read in the news cycle. All the stuff that happened right before you got to church. All the nonsense you've been dealing with for the last couple of months. Faith will just shut the mouth of the adversary. Praying in the Holy Ghost will turn down all the volume of all the noise that's going around in your brain. Fasting allows you to tap into a dimension of faith. Fasting allows you to elevate your faith. Now, I'm not here to talk wrong on fasting. It's a vast subject, but fasting changes things. It is not just a spiritual discipline of the church. It's not just something that is good for you, but fasting accesses power. Yeah. Is this not the fast I have chosen, saith the Lord? Come on, somebody. Yeah. Do we need to go there? Isaiah 58, he said that fasting has the power to break the bands of wickedness. Yeah. That it has the power to break every yoke. Honey, I, I understand. I preach it. Prayer is powerful, but fasting is powerful. There are things that happen only when people fast. Understand what Jesus said. He said, this kind goeth not out, but not by prayer or fasting. He said, there are some things that are only going to change when you combine prayer with fasting. There's much that prayer accomplishes. There's much that prayer can answer. But there are some things that are only going to change when we take it to another level, when we add the dimension of fasting along with our prayer. There are some things only fasting is going to break. There are some miracles only fasting is I'm, I'm talking to somebody right now. The reason some of us have never seen what we want to see is because that is a place that we refuse to go, that we are afraid to go, that makes us uncomfortable. I'm going to tell you, how many in this room right now, you've got family or friends in, the, in this region that are going to hell tonight? Would you raise a hand? What if I could tell you prayer and fasting can allow you to reach into their world? I'm talking to somebody right now. 
fasting may make you uncomfortable. It may not be what you want to do. It may not be the thing that's on the forefront of everybody's mind. But can I tell you, it makes a difference that nothing else can. Come on, it'll allow you to turn a corner. Come on, somebody. It'll allow you to put your foot on a lying spirit. It'll, it'll open a door where there was no door before. He said this spirit, this level of spirit is not coming out until there is prayer and fasting. That is what is going to increase your faith to see God do what you want him to do. How many here are in need of a miracle? You're in need of an answer. There's people you love going to hell and you're ready. Come on, how many want revival for this church like you have not seen, like you've not even heard about? Come on, don't stop right now. I'm telling you, that's what God wants to do. That's what God desires to do. I feel it here tonight. I have felt it every time I've come. There's great resistance. It's not resistance from people. It is resistance from the spirits of this area. They hate you. They hate this pastor. They hate his family. They hate what you represent. They hate what God has accomplished through you. And he's going to do everything he can to shut this thing down. Might as well help me preach tonight. He's going to do everything he can to bring this thing to a screeching halt. Jesus says you have encountered another dimension of a demonic spirit. You've been playing with low-lying devils. And it hasn't taken much to run them off, but you have just put your hand on something that is beyond you. <laughs> I'm going to tell you there are different dimensions of demonic powers and spirits. Now, I'm not here to give glory to the devil tonight. The Bible says that we wrestle not against flesh and blood. How many understand we are in a spiritual battle? We're in a spiritual battle. You, you, you don't sing your way through this. There are some things that have to be conquered in the spirit. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. People are not the adversary, but there is an adversary, and we do wrestle against them. We fight against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, and against spiritual wickedness in high places. That is what is opposing us here tonight. The devil is concerned that if revival ever reaches a pinnacle that God has intended it to reach, if it ever erupts out of this place the way that God desires it to, there is no stopping what God intends to do. That if you think I've come tonight to preach in generalities and do what evangelists are supposed to do, I'm sorry, that's not what I'm here to do. I am telling you that you are setting on the precipice of unprecedented. I don't know if I can convey it tonight. I don't know if I've got the words to say it. I am telling you that we are on the brink of another level of revival that this church in its history has not experienced before. I tell you tonight in the Holy Ghost, in the next 18 months, if you will respond accordingly, there is a harvest, there is a revival that you have not known, that you have not seen, that you have not experienced come on 
Somebody has to want it. Somebody has to believe it. Somebody has to go after it tonight. There's an adversary that wants to fight you for this revival. Come on. There's an adversary that wants to make a bet that you can't move beyond this place. There's an adversary making a bet that when you move into the new building, all of this momentum, all of this excitement, he's going to rob you of it. Quiet if you want to. I've watched transitions into new facilities. I've watched passion fade. I've watched people that were exuberant and passionate sit on their hands. I'm telling you, that is exactly what the adversary has planned for you. I've come to make the devil a bigger liar than what he is. Somebody needs to tell hell, come on, this will be our greatest year that we have ever had in Spokane. New building or otherwise, this will be our greatest year of revival. This will be our greatest year of harvest. I don't believe what they're saying, that people are afraid to go to church because of COVID. The devil is a liar. They're not afraid of the concert. They're not afraid of the ball game. They're not afraid of the grocery store. There's somebody that'll come to the house of God. You believe that tonight? Hallelujah. Revival, revival, miracles, signs, and wonders, and outpouring every week, every week, every week. It can be every service. Come on, it's time for Holy Ghost outpouring outside the walls of this building. It's time for somebody to start talking in tongues at the kitchen table over a Bible study. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. It's that kind of time. It's that kind of time. Don't you believe the lie of all the dead, dull, traditional Pentecostals that says revival is seasonal? Nonsense. Nonsense. Harvest is seasonal, brother. You just got to enjoy it while you can get it. Wow, what a weak, pitiful God you must serve. Not the God I serve. Don't get nervous on me. Not the Bible I read. What it says, well, brother, you, you remember the passage for everything there's a time and a season, not when it comes to harvest, not when it comes to God's harvest. Guys, you're telling me that you're, you're saying it's four months and then comes harvest. You should open your eyes. Stop looking at what's surrounding you. Stop looking at circumstances. Lift up your eyes. There's a dimension you can look into. It's called the dimension of faith. You sit around listening to what everybody else says. Well, it's hard to have that kind of revival in Spokane. Get ready. I said get ready. 
I said somebody better make preparation. Come on, come on, come on. In the last days, God will visit his church with unprecedented revival. Where there is unprecedented hunger, is there that level of hunger and desire in this church? If it is, get ready. The harvest is now. The mindset of Jesus is always the harvest is now. Don't you believe for one second that Jesus would ever take time off from saving souls? He came to seek and save. That is his mission. It's supposed to be the mission of the church not to have good church services. It's to save. It's to seek and to save. That's why he came. That's why he's here. That's why this is here. He followed the mission to seek and to save. Honey, Jesus, until the trumpet sounds, is going to save everybody that he can. That's what drives him. He's never going to take a season off or a weekend off from pouring out his spirit. So we say, Jesus, if you're going to pour out your spirit somewhere, do it here. Do it in Spokane. Do it in my family. Do it in my community. Do it in my friends. Come on. He's never going to quit. He's never going to stop. I believe what happened Sunday, God is trying to loose a dimension of the miraculous in this church. How many believes there's more where that came from? If you received a miracle on Sunday, would you wave a hand? I know some aren't here tonight. Wave a hand. Once you look around, once you look around, look at these hands. Guess what? More where that came from. More where that came from. You see, there's another element that increases faith, and that is when we watch demonstration take place. Those of you that got a miracle, it's not nearly as hard for you right now to believe God can heal as it was a week ago. It took demonstration. Come on, just imagine what would happen if you do that kind of demonstration for your friends, for your family, for your co-workers, those that said, I don't know if there's a God, will all of a sudden start saying, maybe there is a God after all. Maybe he does have power. Maybe there is an answer. Maybe there is a way out of this mess. Come on, somebody. seat, Pastor Mayo. What's this building seat? That's a lot of seats. The traditional Pentecostal would say that, that'll take a long time. It'll take a long time. You just don't understand what God can do. You just don't understand what God can do. He can do a quick work The 11th hour worker got paid the same wages 
the 11th hour church, you may be here at the last hour, but we're going to get the same wages. I don't mean to make fun, but what took Grandma 50 years in the last days is going to take about six months. You believe what you want to believe. I'm not waiting around here, one every now and then, a couple here and there. Come on. There's more. Why don't you change your level of faith? Change your level of faith. Raise your level of expectation a little bit higher. Why can't you have 10 in one service, 25 in one service, speaking with other tongues? It can happen. It does happen. It will happen if you will believe. Come on, if you will believe. Come on, somebody believe it right now. Somebody believe it right now. How do you have a hundred soul revival? How do you do that? Well, you got to have at least a hundred souls. Minimum. You hear what I'm saying? You're making the connection. It doesn't just materialize. This time goes not up but by prayer and fasting. There's some things we're going to have to pray and fast. And there's some things we're going to have to go out and gather. I, I didn't intend to go into all this tonight, but I've never seen a harvest gather itself. It doesn't happen. It, in 2022, it's amazing to me with all of our technology and invention, you still have to have a man or a woman go out into the harvest and gather. There's parts of California, they still pick some crops by hand. If they're going to come, thank God for the few that walk in at random. But I'm going to tell you, the great harvest that I have seen, it came because of people in the church receive it that night. Receive it tonight if you want to, but I'm telling you right now, the great harvest I've seen, it wasn't but just uh, 2019, 140 in Rialto received the baptism of the Holy Ghost in about five months period of time. You want to know about 95, 98% of them received the home Bible study. If we're waiting around for folks to just walk in and fall into a Holy Ghost trap, that's often not how it works. If we're going to see how many believes there are hundreds, yea, thousands, that God could bring in to... Come on, it's easy to have faith until you attach the price tag. I'm going to tell you the price is worth the results. Come on, I don't care how daunting of a task it is. It is worth it. Come on, somebody. How many believes you can have 500 souls in a short amount of time, brother? That is so far-fetched. That is so beyond the pale. It is to me and you, but it is not to Jesus. It's a small thing for the Lord to do. I said it's a small thing. for a moment. I'm almost done. I want someone to get in the Holy Ghost. Come on. We're looking at this through our physical, natural perspective. Somebody get in the Holy Ghost.
spiritual battle and we've got to win this fight in the spirit to access what God has it's going to take a spiritual warrior the Bible said that Daniel prayed 21 days why 21 days that's how long it took to get the answer 21 days he prayed without fail every day every day pray 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 was a spiritual battle that was taking place. The Bible said the angel of the Lord shows up. It said the moment you begin to pray, the answer is given, but we've been withstood by the prince of Persia. A demonic prince has resisted us. I'm sorry, folks, you don't walk in, flip the lights on, and sing the song, and everything happens. It takes spiritual warfare to win a battle. If you're going to see the kind of revival that God has, listen, it's going to take more than showing up and singing and saying amen. Someone has got to be willing to wage war. I don't have near the help I've had. Come on, it's exciting to talk about reaping the rewards. But let's talk about how to get the rewards that we want to reap. Come on, somebody, do you want what I've preached about tonight? God wants us to access it, but it's not just going to happen because you put on a tie and came to church. There is a battle that's got to be fought. Come on, God has equipped us. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. He has equipped us with weapons that will bring down strongholds, that would allow us to put our foot on the adversary. Daniel used the weapon of prayer. He said, Daniel, when you prayed, the answer was given, but we've been withstood. There's been a war in the heavens every day that Daniel prayed. He was waging spiritual warfare. I know your family may not have made a move towards God yet, but why don't you get up tomorrow and begin to pray? And then when it doesn't happen tomorrow, get up the next day and begin to pray. We need less quitters at Pentecost, and we need somebody that'll persevere, somebody that'll draw their sword and say, we're going to pray until it happens. We're going to pray until something breaks. Where is that in Pentecost today? Everything doesn't happen in one service. We are going to pray until our families come home, until our kids return. Come on, come on, come on, come on. I'm trying to hurry. I want you to understand tonight. There are demonic spirits that preside over Spokane. Oh, hallelujah. There are spirits that preside over this entire region. There are demonic spirits that prevail over the dominant religions in this world. And if you're going to tap into those people, you're going to have to fight. Hear me tonight. 
there are dominant spirits that preside over all the different ethnic groups represented in this room today. Why isn't it broken in some parts of the United States? Nobody's conquered it yet. If you're going to see it, you're going to have to conquer it. And you're not going to run the aisles and see it happen. Someone is going to have to pray until something begins to break. Please don't quit on me right now. We've come too far tonight. Listen to me. Listen to me. We've got to conquer some things in the Holy Ghost. You know what's in this area. You know what's represented in this region. There are spirits that are prevailing. That's why in the last days there is so much division. We've got to identify all of our different ethnicities and all of our different this and that. That's how the devil wins by division. We've got to go after every one of these groups and put our foot on it. I'm telling you, you can pull down strongholds. I said you can pull down strongholds. Well, we've never reached that ethnic group. Get ready. We've never tapped into that ethnic group in this region before. They're not interested in truth. Somebody better go to war. Hear me right now. I don't care if it's Satanism. I don't care if it's Buddhism. I don't care if it's Hinduism. I don't care if it's Southern Baptist, charismatic, atheism, you name it. I'm telling you right now, we want every one of them. We'll take every one of them. I don't care what kind of perversion they're in. I don't care if they go to the homosexual church. We want them here. I said, I don't care if they're Hispanic, black, white, Asian. I don't care what language. I don't care what their citizenship is. We want them. We want them. God will help us. Come on, I'm preaching right now. Come on. We've got what it takes to win this, to win this, to win this. Somebody come to the music. I feel the Holy Ghost right now. Would you lift your hands all across this house? Oh, Rasha Makonda Bohosaya. Rayando Horosha Rakaye. Come on, it's not been in vain. Your pastor has pushed prayer and fasting. It's not in vain. Come on, you're on the verge. You're on the verge of something breaking. Something is about to shift in the Holy Ghost tonight. Come on. Come on, get in the Holy Ghost with me right now. Tell you something. There is no such thing, I've already said it, let me repeat it, as seasonal harvest, seasonal revival. You know what there is a lot of times? Seasonal consecration, seasonal response, seasonal interest. God never changes. So when God never changes, God's always willing to advance the kingdom. But it's you and I that our, our level of desire just ebbs and flows. Is there anyone in this house tonight that is so desperate for greater things that you can't hardly stand? I hear two or three. Is there anyone else that's... I want to see healings all the time. Legs straightened. 
back straight, infertility healed, cancer gone, 15 received the Holy Ghost on a Tuesday night, not a Sunday. New daughter works, new branch works, come on somebody, new ministries. That's the kind of revival God's trying to visit you with right now, come on. Come on somebody. that more people, this is good for you, you're in the wrong place. God, help me right now. I said, if you don't want more souls in this building, there is something out of order. How many want a miracle? How many wants your family that's not in church right now to be here? How many believes God can do it? see the fulfillment of what he wants to do. Come on, somebody. It doesn't happen because we showed up at 7.30 on Tuesday night, but there are some things we are going to have to pursue with a vengeance. What I'm asking you is, what would you be willing to do to see your kids walk in that door, come to the soldier and pen and speak in tongues and turn their life around? What kind of prayer would you pray? walk in here and get full of the Holy Ghost. I can't hear you. How many meals would you give up to watch your whole family walk down the aisle? The co-workers that you've been talking to for three years, what would you do to see them walk in here and turn their life around? What would you do if in the next 18 months we could feel that building almost completely full? What would you be willing to do to see it happen? Come on. That's the question God wants us to ask tonight. How many want it? How many want it bad enough to do something about it? It's not just enough to have the desire, but somewhere we have to have the willingness to pursue it. Pursue, for thou shalt recover all. If we're going to get everything he's promised, you've got to go. You've got to go. You've got to pursue it. Come on. 
30 days and pray depression and suicide off of them. I'm talking to somebody. Come on, let's get a little bit radical. I heard you were radical up here. I heard Spokane was radical. You need to wipe all the polish and the varnish off and let's be what we've always been. We need a revival of radicalism to sweep over us. That is not a you to link up with somebody right now. We're not here to play games right now. There's fixing to be a shifting in the spirit. Come on, link up with somebody. We're praying for family. We're praying for friends. We're praying for outpouring. We're praying for miracles. We're praying for open doors of opportunity. Right now, as loud as you can get, go. Somebody, somebody, get into another dimension. Go, go. Rocco no borosha na makahaya. Yo no no borosha na makahaya. Go. Hey, hey, hey. 